Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. Now, here are the Friars. Well, hello, hello, and welcome to the Become Fire podcast. It is your host for the day, Father Anthony Tinker. We do not have our good friend, Brother Elijah, We do with not us. have our good friend, it's Brother It's a sad Elijah. day for us. He's yes. on retreat. Pray for him. He is going to be taking his final promises this summer. It's a lifelong commitment to join us. And so he is on a week-long silent retreat, kind of preparing himself for yes. that. Those aren't until June, but this is the best time for us to see yes. them in this Easter week. Um, and I'm with, of course, my accomplice in arms, the Father Peter Teresa McConnell. I like being called an accomplice. It makes me feel, uh, <laughs> makes me, makes me feel, I don't know what it makes me feel, but I like it. Yeah. Couldn't find the right adjective. It wasn't strange. So, <laughs> yeah, there's but, something about that a word like you're a cop. Does, does it feel like you're doing something bad though? Like, I think um, it made me of... excited. I think I felt adventuresome when you said <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah here's yeah. my accomplice. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. But we do uh, miss Brother Elijah. We're praying for him. We're excited that, uh, he's going to be taking his final promises with us this summer. Yeah. He's, uh, but we miss him, but he'll be back. Yeah, we have a big beginning of June. Uh, so just to invite yeah, people out right. there. The first weekend of June, we have ordination, uh, the ordination of Reverend Brother John of the Cross to our community, along with the other Dawson seminarians. Yes. That'll be at the cathedral, 10 a.m. And then he'll have his first mass at 4 p.m. on that same Saturday. Yes. Um, it's a Pentecost vigil, I believe. Pentecost right? vigil. Yeah, yep. That's awesome. Um, so everybody's welcome that beautiful, beautiful Saturday, the first Saturday of June. And then the the week after that, is that next Friday and Saturday, the Friday morning at 10 a.m. at St. John's, Brother Basil will take his first vows. Mm-hmm. And that Saturday morning at 10 a.m., Brother uh, Elijah and Brother Lawrence will take their final promises. It's going to be a great week. So it's a, a lot of goodness. Week. A weekend, another weekend of glory. A, a, a week of glory. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Um, and so, actually, it's a request podcast today, yes. um, which is shocking. We're, we're kind of... I always thought we, we skipped for Easter. It was just kind of Easter week. Right. We kind of took a little break. Yeah, we're a back break. at it. We worked hard for the We did work out. And so was, instead of going to the resurrection, um, we're doing a, a, this is a total request live. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you, TRL, TRL, kicking it back. <laughs> if you're- uh, Where's Carson Daly when you need it? <laughs> <laughs> of course, our audience is like all probably between us. Like there's nobody our age. No, it's either like sure, older yeah. from yeah. us or younger than yeah. us. So everybody's yeah. like, who, what are you talking yeah. about? Um so um, somebody, people asked us to podcast about Father Stu, mm-hmm. a recent movie. movie that came out. Yeah. Um, the men's group from St. John's actually took us yeah, uh, to, to go see this um, as they went out on a kind of an outing right before mm-hmm. Easter. Um, and uh, actually, Mark Wahlberg was in Phoenix. Yes. And he did a little preview with Bishop Olmsted. Pretty cool. A group of people yes. to, to go yeah. do a preview of the movie. Saw a little yeah. video that the diocese sent out of Bishop meeting. Father Mark, or not Father Mark, <laughs> Father Stu, who was played by yeah, Mark, Mark Wahlberg. Wahlberg Mark played, Wahlberg, yeah. Father Stu. Um, so there's a movie came out, Mark Wahlberg, who is a Catholic, mm-hmm. um, did uh, basically heard the story of Father Stu, who um, is from the U.S. He's from Montana. Uh, kind of overview of his life. The real Father Stu mm-hmm. uh, is that he um, was a boxer, um, kind of in the semi-professional uh, range, ended yeah. up um, going down to try to be an actor in Hollywood, uh, made some commercials and such, and met a girl. And through, uh, as she he was dating, he actually got into an accident. Mm-hmm. Um, and after the recovery, his girlfriend, who was Catholic, started taking him to church as a part of his recovery process. That led to him to get baptized yes. into the Catholic church. And then it did for the priesthood. Mm-hmm. And so he went and was a teacher for a couple of years and ends up uh, becoming a priest. Uh, and this is where the tragedy uh, comes in is that he actually develops a muscular 
issue, mm-hmm. um, a kind of degenerative issue while in seminary and is uh, is ordained even despite this issue and serves as a priest for around 10 years or so. I think it's it's not a, a long time, but... No, I think um, maybe closer to five? I don't remember. Yeah. Oh, no, no, maybe, yeah, maybe it is 10 years. Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then ends up passing, uh, not that long ago, about 2017, 2014 ends Mm -hmm. up uh, passing. Yeah. Um, And so, um, yeah, we have this this inspirational uh, kind of example of of a priest who um, has a great, a big conversion and then uh, leads to the Lord, I guess, is very um, just... Um, liked person, yeah. even as he was dying, or he needs full care. He's at a care facility. People are coming to visit him. Yeah. Um, it's just a great inspiration. And so, a number of different articles, you know, the Pillar and other places have done yes. a lot of articles about Father Stu, who he was. Um, but we're in particular, we're asked to talk about the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so we want to talk about how Hollywood has done yes. in portraying the c- Catholic faith, yeah. the priesthood, um, and this journey of this man. Uh, with Mark Wahlberg, and actually his father being played by Mel Gibson, mm-hmm. you know, the Catholic. So um, it was a star-studded lineup, and I just want to get yes. Father Petrucci your just initial impressions, kind of um, what you you've you've seen the movie, yes. Um, kind of you're walking out the door. Um, what, what were your kind of your highlights? Like these were the things that really stuck out as my highlights. I, re- I these are the things I really liked about the movie. First impressions. So. First impressions, I really liked it. I mean, just as as far as going to a theater and watching a movie, uh, really great story, really well acted, really well done. Uh, so I, I just enjoyed it from just like the an entertainment aspect, and then and then obviously it's touching on the faith and the priesthood. These are things that are very near and dear to me. So I'm looking at them with a very kind of particular uh, scope and focus, but. I, I liked it. I, I liked I liked how it portrayed the priesthood. Uh, I liked how it portrayed the church by and large, uh, and I liked how it portrayed the faith. and And I think um, I think maybe the highlights for me were just sort of uh, maybe like the the way that Our Lady was portrayed as 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 being an instrument in his conversion. Yeah, let's uh, talk about that. What, yeah. what, so what, what? tell me about that and tell me why it was so impressive to you. So so the way, so we're just a full-blown spoiler alert. I guess yeah, we should yeah, just, we do just do that. Start yeah. There. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we talked about the real father's student. Yeah. Now we're going to talk about the movie yeah. and it's different. So if you so haven't seen the movie, we are going to spoil some things for you right now. So if you don't want that to happen, just check out now. Come back next week. We'll have another podcast. So... Uh, but there is a scene in the movie where it is portraying where he gets into this motorcycle accident. He gets hit by a car and he gets run over by another car, which really happened. And this then, he, he's lying there on the pavement, he's bleeding out, and he sort of has this sort of mystical experience where he feels like our like our lady's holding him. And you can see like kind of blood getting on our lady's, uh, you know, clothes and, and veil and and... And she's praying for him and she's interceding for him and she's saving his life at this moment. And and so it's obviously very reminiscent of like a Pieta scene uh, where Jesus is taken down from the cross. He's bloody. He's 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 dead. And our lady is holding him um, and, and loving him. And, and her sorrowful heart is 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 pierced with a sword. And so you see just her. So you have this sort of parallel there where where she's holding him like she's holding her son. And so you're just just confronted with this love of a mother and that and just how beautiful that is that our, our lady really does love us as much as she loves Jesus. Um, and 
and her heart is just so big uh, and it's so beautiful and and how she is there for us in, in these really really dark hours um and and how we won't see that we don't get to see it on this side of the veil but you know god willing we make it to the glory one day and and then we'll just get to see how how mom how the blessed mother how our lady was there for us in our darkest hours, our most broken moments, our own pietas, the moments where, where, where we feel dead um, inside, physically, spiritually, emotionally, and, and she's there holding us. So that was, that was really powerful. That was really beautiful. I really, yeah. really, I really like that. Just how, even just making her a part of like his conversion experience, I thought was great. Well, and so I read, read some articles about Father Stewart's kind of told his life. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, didn't, I didn't get any indication that, um, this actually happened right? In, from the articles. I might have, but yeah. this doesn't, it seems like a Hollywoodization. And normally Hollywoodizations I don't like. Right. But this one, I was like, oh, wow. Like you have this like mystical, like mm-hmm. you said, encounter, uh, uh, basically at your deathbed yeah. with Our Lady. Um, and I was really uh, very impressed with that. Mm-hmm. Another kind of Mary scene, was good, these beautiful Mary scenes yeah. that really hit me in the movie was um, he's got his uh, diseases kind of taken over. He's not ordained a priest yet. Um, he's really struggling. Like, why'd you call me the priesthood? And then you're mm-hmm. like, give me this disease. Like, you want me to serve? And uh, he earlier in the movie, he's, he's dating right. a girl and her father's like, you know, in uh, in Mexico, there's shrines of Our Lady and men have to crawl on their hands and knees to get to these shrines mm-hmm. in honor of Our Lady. He's like, I expect the same kind of devotion to my daughter. Mm-hmm. And uh and, and and then it, when he's in, he's, he basically goes to the chapel and collapses on the floor. Yeah. He can't walk. He throws his crutch to the side and basically crawls on his hands and knees to the statue of Our Lady mm-hmm. and like lays there all night praying in front mm-hmm. of her and laying there because um, he can't even get up. Yeah. Um, and just shows that like the devotion he once had towards this this girl, this mm-hmm. woman, he's now has towards Our Lady. He knows that she's the one who's, who's going to has yeah. who called him initially in supporting him in his vocation, yeah. and he's showing this dedication to Our Lady. Mm-hmm. You know, and not not just not a woman of this world, you know, but a woman yes. who is in heaven interceding for him, who has yeah. become his mother. One of the things I read about his his real life was that during the the time after his diagnosis in seminary, he went to Lords. And fully expected to get healed uh, in the waters. And he gets in the baths the first time, gets out and falls. He's not healed. Uh, and he's really disappointed. He's very sad. Um, his faith is sh- shaken. And then uh, his friend convinces him to go back to the waters. He goes to a confession, goes to the waters. And, and he said he came out of, out of that confession, just changed and had a peace and, and a resolve. And so that, that in his real life, Our Lady was playing a very important yeah. role in his just accepting this cross that was very heavy uh, that the Lord gave him. Well, for every priest. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just a display towards the importance of Our Lady in the, in the priesthood. Yeah. Um, that she mothers us through it. Mm-hmm. That she becomes uh, the woman in our lives yeah. to support us, to be with us. Yeah. Um, that she's the, the Virgin May Church and mm-hmm. we espouse ourselves to the church. So yeah. In a particular way, she's the image of that, of what we're espousing ourselves to. Yeah. Um, so that's really beautiful. Okay, give me your second highlight from the movie Father Stew. Yeah, so I what was that? My second highlight. Um, so there were there were scenes where he's um, talking to his family, his parents, which is definitely like a Hollywood interpretation. By all accounts, he had a good relationship with his parents, but they definitely um, changed that dynamic to kind of just show his struggles with it and. And his parents are, are in the movie are, are tough. Um, they don't believe um, and they are just 
totally confused at why he would a become a Christian and then B become a priest and uh, or a Catholic and then a priest. And so his parents say really intense things, really dramatic things, and blasphemous things to him. And and that's you're you're just watching and you're listening like, oh man, this is like uh, it's a little hard to watch because the language is coarse, the language is crude. It's blasphemy against Our Lady and Our Lord. <laughs> like, oh man, this is this is really intense. But uh, but just the I, I just think the the raw sort of evocative, um, just gritty realness of those relationships and the things that are saying, and just to see it on a screen like that, um, something about it just really rings true. And then to see him persevere through that and even just his response to it and his own sort of rough and tumble, just quick-witted, comical way to sort of kind of disarm uh, his parents in that way. Uh, I, I appreciated just the the rawness of all of that uh, and just how okay, – it just, it, just, it just rang true. It just rang real and, and just his perseverance through it was, I thought was great. Yeah, I, I, they did that very well yeah. with a lot of the relationships. You know, his relationship with um, the one that comes to mind is with his fellow seminarians. Mm-hmm. Um, his, there's almost this like Iceman Maverick situation going on <laughs> with like they've got this one seminarian. It wasn't it like, wasn't flight school. You know, it was priest yeah, exactly. uh, seminary. But they have this one seminarian yeah. who's like the perfect like candidate. Mm-hmm. You know, as he studied all the languages yeah. and he's like always prim and proper and perfect mm-hmm. and. Uh, and then there's Mark Wahlberg, who's like late vocation, like rough language, yep. rough person, like doesn't do anything by the book, mm-hmm. um, kind of situation. And they're both kind of studying for the priesthood. And and one time they, I forget, they're like leaving the chapel or walk out, and they're like walking next to each other. And you see this image of Mark Wahlberg just hit this kid, this his <laughs> seminary, just start beating up on him, and like the kid starts bleeding and everything. Yeah. And then you, uh, and and then they they cut back to the scene. And you see, like, him just, like, make the sign of the cross and, like, say a prayer. Yes. And what is going on is, like, you realize, like, it's his, like, he's just imagining. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him. This, is, this like, is what he wants this to what do. What I really want to do is beat this guy up. Yeah. But I, I recognize I shouldn't do that. Yeah. And I need to ask God's intercession and blessing upon me that I don't give in to this desire to yeah. just punch this kid in the face. Yeah. Um, and that's just so real. Yeah. Um, that is real as a seminarian. It's mm-hmm. real as a priest. It's real as a layperson. It is real of this desire to, like, um, I don't like this person. Right mm-hmm. now. You know, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with this this situation, this person, and I just want to act out of my flesh right now. Yeah. And uh, and and we have to ask the Lord to come into there. So it's same with his parents, like with his dad. His dad he goes mm-hmm. to his dad's house. His dad's drunk. You know, mm-hmm. he's in this like he's in a bad, and his dad's like, don't like don't pray for me. Like that's against my rights. Yeah, that's as an right. American. Yeah, yeah. And what's and what's his response? Like I'm gonna pray for you. Like mm-hmm. just kind of like loving him through that situation, not turning and, and acting with that same bitterness or anger, resentment towards his own parents, which I, I thought was very, a very virtuous way to display. Yeah. That. There's a scene where his mom, so they're separated in the movie where, where his mom calls the dad and they basically are like going to have like an intervention on him, like becoming a priest. And his dad pulls out like a revolver and just says like, why? Like, just, just kill me right now. And, and, and spare me the dishonor of, like, my son becoming a priest and the shame of that. And it's really intense. You're like, oh, my gosh, like, he would rather be dead and be murdered by his own son than have his son become a priest. And 
and he just won't be shaken. He just walks out. He he's uh, like, I mean, that's there's just like, I mean, how many levels of like demonic temptation are there? Like, how many how many evil spirits are like? And he just walks away from it, and he just perseveres. He just sets his face like flint, and, and just is, is walking towards it. And and it's kind of shocking. You're like, would would that ever really happen? You know, would would someone ever really say that or do that? Um, but but it's absolutely real. It's absolutely true that. Um, people's lives are really broken and, and people have experienced really horrible things um, that, that human beings have, have done cruel and, and just wicked and evil things and, and people have experienced traumas and abuse like that um, for the Lord. And, and then just to kind of see that on screen and just recognize like, no, that's real. Like it, it, that, that, that conversation obviously didn't happen with Father Stu, but but that's a reality out yeah. there. And and that was really, really powerful as well. Yeah. Um, and that's the thing, a lot of these scenes are probably not accurate to his life, mm-hmm. but something that they're trying to they're trying to portray. And some of those portrayals I think were good, some were bad. Let's get one more good one in and then we'll do a little critique. So one more kind of if you have one real positive aspect to the movie, one thing you really enjoyed in a scene that displayed that. So the I really loved so there's a great scene where he and another seminarian go to a prison. And the one seminarian is just super uptight, super nervous. And, and he starts to try to like lead a prayer. And the, and the inmates are just heckling him and just, you know. And, and Father Stu just kind of like just levels with them in a really intense way. Uh, and there's something really great about that. He was able to speak their language. And, and, and I loved it because it just showed how he was able to connect with these guys, these inmates. And, and for me, I, what I also loved about it too is that, um, that in, like, in, in becoming, for us, like becoming religious, becoming Franciscan, becoming a priest, we don't cease to be ourselves. We don't stop being who we were. And that a lot of the job of like formation in religious life and priesthood is to is is to integrate all of that into then this this supernatural vocation of of being a consecrated religious and taking vows of poverty, chastity, obedience, being consecrated as a priest, and then serving uh, the mysteries of the altar and the confessional and all of these things. And and th- that's a super lofty vocation. It's a super holy thing. It's it's totally supernatural. And yet there's this super this really human aspect of it and that and that he was still himself and the Lord wanted him to be himself. And it was in being himself that he was able to reach these people. And so that just, you don't have to stop being you to be a priest. Um, now the Lord obviously wants to like, doesn't want you to do, wants to give you virtuous habits, you know what I mean? But like his personality, his past and his history were the actual, were the things the Lord was going to use then to break into these inmates' lives and, and, and bring the gospel to them. And I just, I, I thought that was really great. I thought it was really well done. Yeah. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Um, just one other scene, uh, just to, to piggyback on, on just my favorites, mm-hmm. you know, I think you've mentioned a lot of them, but one other one that really, I think struck me was, um, they have this basically Jesus figure, mm. uh, come to a bar. So, yes. uh, Mark Wahlberg hasn't had his conversion yet. He's not a seminarian yet. I think he might have been baptized in the movie. He in the movie, he was baptized. He was baptized, yeah. but um, just you know, struggling. He was at a bar drinking, and uh, the, the this basically Christ figure yeah. comes and has a conversation with him. And 
and it basically, you know, tells him the world's going to give you a lot of reasons to be angry. You only need one to be grateful. Mm. Right? That was a really powerful line mm-hmm. because you see this figure who is really angry. Yeah. Because the dynamics are set up between him and his dad in that situation. Yep. Um, his his brother had passed. Yeah. Um, and they're, they just show up this guy who's really, really angry and kind of angry at the world, feeling he got a bad deal. Yeah. And and so the Lord encounters him in that moment. Is like, listen, you got lots of reasons to be angry. Yeah. Um, but you can also be grateful um, if you'll find those reasons too. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think it's just a, it's something that you know speaks to all of us. And, and then the next scene in the movie is, is he's like, hey, don't don't drive. Yeah, that's so right. So he gets in the motorcycle, yeah. he gets in the accident. And mm-hmm. again, this is not accurate. This is just yeah um, that we're aware of. But he has this accident, and um, and what it's saying, and then he survives. And it's kind of like you've had a lot of reasons to be angry. Mm-hmm. Like you've held on to that anger. But now there's a reason to be grateful. Mm-hmm. There's lots of reasons to be grateful, but I'm going to make it very abundantly clear to you. <laughs> yes. Like I saved Here's your the life. One. Mm-hmm. Like you should be dead right now. Yeah. And you should be an accurate father too. He hadn't been baptized yet. Yeah. You should be dead in your sin. Yeah. You know, in the movie, it's he's already been baptized. Yeah. But, um, so there's this. I found that um, just this beautiful call to be to gratefulness. Yeah. Don't let the anger take over. The guy who had, uh, in the movie had a hundred reasons to be angry. Yes. And he'd let those take over his life for a long time. He became a boxer to just fight. All yeah. this anger out, but finally, um, God was was breaking through and saying, "It's time to be grateful." Yeah, and even and even then, well, after he, you know, starts following the Lord, he's going to become a priest, and then in the midst of that, the Lord allows him to have this this disease similar to Lou Gehrig's, where he just begins to atrophy and and loses control of his muscles, and it's like, you know, what the heck, Jesus? Like, I'm actually trying to like serve you in your church, and like this is what you're. And, but he, he still is able to keep that attitude of gratitude, which is so, uh, that's really, really beautiful. Yeah. All right, let's move to some critiques. Um, so uh, looking at the movie, obviously it wasn't perfect. There's some things that obviously if that were, didn't like, didn't yeah. or would like to have changed. Um, if you could offer a critique, something you wished had changed or been different. Um, or do I need to go? I mean, again, this quizzical yeah, look. Yeah, yeah. Let me, to, let me, because I, I, really, I liked it. I, I mean, I don't have, I don't think, I don't have very many strong critiques of it. Well, I'll give my strong critique. <laughs> I'll start. I, I've been waiting for this <laughs> one. Oh, great, kid. No, I, I didn't like the relationship with the girlfriend. Mm. In, in for one particular scene. Yeah. Um, is, so she is portrayed as this super virtuous, yeah. like holy, you know, a catechist teacher. Again, we don't know anything. It does, doesn't seem to be how things accurately were. Yeah. was it, but, um, that his conversion to Catholicism happened after his accident, and she mm-hmm. she did she did she was a church going and brought him to church yeah. post accident. But this is kind of like the initial meeting, and it's like you know if you want to date me, you've got to come to church and all right. these things. Well, and she's like you know I'm not gonna have sex with you. He's like isn't that what's confessions for? You know right. he's kind of like <laughs> always joking with her. Um, and and, and for, in the movie though, so she's really virtuous, and then after he has the accident, she sleeps with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it's just kind of like I feel like breaks the character hmm. of like um, in my in my estimation what they were trying to portray. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I didn't like that uh, for this. Like, I'm really virtuous. I'm really going to help you. I'm really going to be Catholic. Oh, but you're going through a trauma. Well, then I'll comfort you. Mm-hmm. And I'll turn. And, and that's more, I guess I'm more accurate to people yeah. in reality. I give you that. Yeah. But at the same time, like what they the di- when you're going to change a character from reality, mm-hmm. either give me the real her, which is like, you know. I don't know what this relationship yeah. was before, but he wasn't going to church before the yeah. accident, and he was going after. He got baptized after. 
And this accident was actually what led to the conversion. Yeah. And maybe you had this like great relationship, but but before, but it doesn't seem that way. It seems like um, at least I'll go with the movie. I'll just stick with the movie because I don't yeah. speak to reality. The movie portrayed is like great relationship, becomes Catholic, and then this accident. And it's like, well, I'm going to break all of that because you've been in an accident. Yeah. Um, and he becomes a priest. Versus like, tell me the either tell me the real story or give me um, a situation where like. Her, her comfort is the faith because that's mm-hmm. what it was in reality. Yeah. Her comfort to his, his trauma was taking him to the church. Yeah. And I guess knowing that reality, yeah. like the comfort for her in the movie is sleeping with you, <laughs> yeah. which, which I gave you the faith before the accident. Yeah. And now I'm going to like sleep yeah. with you afterwards. That's, that's how I'm changing. So yeah. I didn't like that whatever they were doing beforehand in the reality, the accident led to her leading him to the church. Yeah. In the movie, the accident led him to sleep with her, yeah. led her to sleep with him. So I didn't like that. No, I, I get that completely. And and I, I maybe the reason why they went down that road is so that like you then feel the pain of like him breaking up with her to become a priest more. It, it, there, maybe there's more at stake, but I totally get what you're saying. And in and, and, and regards to the relationship, one of the things I, I, I didn't quite appreciate about the movie was he's in seminary and I think he's been diagnosed and he's losing control of his hands and things like that. And she comes to visit him and, uh, you know, and it's, it's a great conversation. Uh, but he gets a little handsy with her at the end of their conversation. And, uh, which, you know, kind of comical, maybe we can laugh it off, you know, oh, he's just, you know, being stew or whatever. But, uh, but it's like, okay, you know, like, I don't, I don't really appreciate <laughs> a guy in a collar getting handsy with, uh, you know, an ex-girlfriend on seminary grounds. Who seems to be engaged to somebody yeah, else. Yeah, it was like, um, and it's like, okay, you, you, we want to integrate your personality, but some things do have to <laughs> have to die. And, and that is one of those things, you know. It's not that you don't necessarily have feelings or attractions or desires, but, you know. Um, so that was like a little like, okay, we don't, I don't know if that's really what, it's yeah. okay to be. It's okay to like shoot straight with a bunch of inmates. It's not okay to get handsy with an ex girlfriend yeah. on seminary grounds. <laughs> yep. And then just just to clarify for people, this isn't a critique. It's just mm-hmm. the reality is that um, they have this scene where he's all like out of the seminary, mm-hmm. has to go back to Montana, yeah, and then like surprise ordain him. Yeah, like, that would never happen. Right. Right. Like this <laughs> yeah, is yeah. not reality. Yeah, the surprise ordination was kind of like. Oh, that's yeah, a, and it's definitely like, drama. And, so, and somehow he's a deacon, like already. Like, yeah. oh, it's a deacon ordination we didn't tell you about. Yeah. And now we're going to surprise ordain his priest, yeah. even though you'd be ordained a deacon and kicked you out. It's yeah. this whole, like, you know, like, yeah. not how it works. Yeah. Like, once you're ordained a deacon, you're going to become a priest, unless there's some serious mm-hmm. reason you're not. Like, you know, there's this, I, I understand. And I don't know, I, I felt like he was a part of the Diocese of Montana from the beginning, but. Maybe he did join LA first and then went to Montana later. Yeah, it was a little um, unclear wherever. Because, yeah, I guess he's, he's just still there for LA. Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like in Montana. He yeah. was a priest of Montana. Right. And that's where he was ordained. Yes. So, but it's just kind of like how yeah. his actual journey went. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But just to say that typically you join a seminary, you'd be part of that. You can't change dioceses, but if you change, you're going to take a couple of years to serve <laughs> yeah. a new diocese. Yeah. Um, no, he never process. studied for LA. He, and then he yeah. was a priest for, I think it was, it was definitely over five years. I think it was mm-hmm. closer to 10. And so they kind of give the like, he gets ordained and then he's like in a carrying home mm-hmm. facility. Right, yeah. Um, but actually, no, he was um, he was uh, on crutches for his ordination, not in a wheelchair. 
you know, obviously having some beginning limitations, but he did live for another ten, mm-hmm. around 10 years and continued to serve as a priest that time. I, w- I guess maybe this is a, a minor critique that I would have, and it's, um, it's, it's, just, it's a very easy temptation to fall into, especially when you're telling really dramatic conversion stories, whether it be your own or, or someone else's, to spend the majority of the story on the pre-conversion and not enough on on the post conversion, yeah, yeah. and so this was super heavy on Stu pre conversion, and then you know we 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 see we see there, there's a decent amount of time, but but I think it would have been you want to balance that out yeah. and to actually see what Stu was like as a priest ministering in this nursing home and and seeing how he's really changed it, and not just sort of like wrapping up super quickly and putting a bow on it that yeah. like. You want to spend just as much time on the good things that God is doing through you now yeah. as you have been in like the horrible things you were doing against him and while you were in sin. So, um, yeah, just just more time on on post conversion Stu and, and, and Stu as a priest would have yeah. been. Uh, I, w- I would have liked that. So, yeah. Well, if you can believe it, we're out of time. Wow, that went fast. Yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. So we have a final question. Oh boy, um, which I haven't really thought of. And that brother Elijah, like <laughs> I, I've been talking and focused on this. Yes. But I have a couple. I know we've done this one before, yeah. but probably worth doing because mm-hmm. you know sure. it's sixty episodes in. Um, but just favorite Christian movie. Um, I mean, Passion of the Christ, hmm. um, obviously, is it might be it might have to go other than that, yeah, because uh, that's probably going to be top of the list for both of us. But other than Passion of the Christ, like just favorite, it could just be wholesome, yeah. You know, but it's kind of value. This one's about a priest; it doesn't have to be Catholic, but just favorite Christian movie. That's a really good question. My mind's going in like fifteen different directions right now. Uh, so is Lord of the Rings on the table? Tolkien was a yeah, good. Yeah, I know what you're saying, but <laughs> negatory. That, that was, it's an no, easy one. Did, yeah. Not not, but explicitly Christian. Yeah. I would say I think I think Hitchcock did a movie called I Confess. Yeah, which is really great. It's about a priest um, not breaking the seal confessional. There's also one that just came out recently, maybe not recent, maybe like seven years ago, called Calvary about an Irish priest. Uh, which is also really intense, kind of gritty, like like Father Stu, that I really, really enjoyed as well. It's sort of like his little own passion week. And then and then I don't know if this counts, but like uh, it's a wonderful life. I mean, there's a there's a guardian angel. <laughs> there's a guardian angel kind of walking him through. And uh it's I love it's a wonderful life. So <laughs> not bad, not bad. I mean I probably um, missed something super obvious. But. Yeah, well I haven't seen all of it, but uh I probably, Bells of St. Mary's is um, so I know uh, that's a classic, li- but I it doesn't do it for me. Yeah, Lilies of the Fields. I haven't seen Lilies of the Field yet. I do want to um, see that one. The, and again, these are movies I've seen parts of. Yeah, kind of with family. Like it was like I was young and I started watching that. I fell yeah. asleep. Um, but I, I know they're classics, and it's kind yeah. of like they have good memories. Yes. Um, and uh, and I, I'm 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 kind of drawn. I'm, I, there's ones that are out there that I'm. I was like, man, if I had a list in front yeah. of me, I'd be like, oh yeah, those are great ones. Yeah, I um, I don't like the. I've, this is probably like scandalous to say, but I'm not a huge fan of Bells of St. Mary's. Wow, I'm yeah. a little. I am a little scandalized. <laughs> uh, you know, that's a little tough for me to hear. Um, and you know what? I've, I'll just give the evangelical Protestants a little. You know, the first one movie, Christian movie that I watched outside of the Catholic realm that actually, you know, was terrible acting, terrible movie, but still, still yes. chug on my heartstrings was Facing the Giants. It's a classic. Yeah, it definitely. I don't know if classic is a strong word. Well, and it's in but. its own. It started a genre. Yeah, that's right. It yeah. actually kind of like yeah. broke through. It's like, oh, you yeah. can actually make a good, decent yeah. Christian film. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that was, I mean, God's Not Dead probably broke through. Yes. That was, I think it was after that, though. Yeah. 
that guys like that really kind of came through and, mm-hmm. and went really strong. But, yeah, uh, that's right. No, that whole, like, uh, again, it's terrible. Like, this plot, it's like a Hallmark movie in a lot of ways on the Christian realm. <laughs> but the, 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 the facing Hallmark. the Giants thing, yeah. it was, uh, I heard there's a couple more they have mm-hmm. out of Pure Flix. Mm-hmm. Um, that have done, no, they're getting pretty good. They're getting pretty done, good. That have really tied yeah. the heartstrings. And I, I would, yeah. I, I know we've, we've seen a few of them. Yeah. Uh, that I rec- um, they're not, not coming to off the top of my mind. But yeah. Really, really beautiful. Mm-hmm. All right, would you uh, close us in a prayer? Absolutely. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, in Jesus' name, we just ask you to pour forth your Spirit uh, to all who, who are listening to this now. That you might fill them with every good gift. Uh, Lord, you just give them just the courage to embrace their sufferings, uh, as, as this movie has, has teaches us, and that it is through our sufferings uh, that that we that we experience our own redemption and, and others experience redemption through, through our own wounds, Lord. And, and we are healed through your wounds and by our own. Lord, we just thank you for these wounds, and we just ask that you would sanctify them and redeem them. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. I have to say, I have to say risen because my brother would be mad if I didn't, because of my niece's A little postscript after for the podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Become Fire podcast. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit can be found online at www. Dot becomefire.faith. That's dot F-A-I-T-H. The Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization. If you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.